so I keep I keep thinking about you know whether crypto is a bubble, a Ponzi fraud. And I'm sort of dropping the term because I think it's too narrow. Um, and it doesn't exactly fit what we commonly think of as a Ponzi. Now, even though in general, you could think of it as a Ponzi in a very, very broad sense, you have to basically leave room for your for yourself and your brain to, to, um, to look at the essence of what a Ponzi is and then to expand that and apply that with, with slight tweaks, right, to apply to crypto or Bitcoin in general. Um, <laughs> and a lot of people get hung up on that, especially the defenders, you know, who, who argue it, um, who argue that it's not a Ponzi. So I think it's some combination of a bubble and I'm going to call it a fraud. Now, I'm not going to call Bitcoin itself a fraud because if you look up the definition of a fraud, it's where one person is basically stealing from another. So you have to have two people involved and it's theft and it's an indirect kind of theft. It's an indirect use of force because you're, because you, you, the tactic or method in which you steal something from someone is through deception or misstatements, knowingly mis- misstating the facts about something. Uh, and the goal is to obviously get them to hand you over something of value or buy something, right? Bid up the price of something. And you benefit basically by nature of there being more people bu- um, buying into something. And then they they will be um, losers, of course, if they um, buy it at, at a high price and then end up selling it uh, or incur some kind of loss like that. So um, I don't want to call Bitcoin itself a fraud because, again, fraud happens between people. So, but if you look, I was comparing it to the housing bubble. The housing bubble, um, no one would say that the housing bubble was fraud, you know, but people might say that there was fraud around it, which I definitely think is true. The ninja loans, no income loans, the, 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 the packagers of these mortgage-backed security products that that were basically worthless, um, and they sold them on to people, to, to pension funds, these basically worthless products that had all this risk and um, undisclosed risk, um, unmodeled risk. And then, uh, you know, so just so just convincing people that, that to, to buy a house that's that they really can't afford, right? so they'll, they'll lose the alarm. But you wouldn't look at the housing bubble and just, just look at the price appreciation of the assets and say that's a fraud. You would call that a bubble. You would say that is the result of cheap money, of Fed, you know, federal low interest rates of 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 flows, like of of something for nothing, of this creation of new money out of thin air going into an asset to bid up that asset. Uh, and it's un- so basically, you get money for free. You decide you're not going to be productive with that money, and then you you put it like in an asset like housing. Well, Bitcoin, think of it like a house. Think of it like a ha- like the housing bubble. And the price is going up, the price is going up because of the same reason, flows, I think, because cheap money. But unlike housing, Bitcoin had to be created, right? And if you, if you didn't ever say anything about Bitcoin, if you didn't talk about the narrative, the story about how it's new money, 
if you just put out the code, I don't think that Bitcoin would be anywhere near where it is. And I'm not saying that the story is completely a fraud or a falsehood, but some parts of it, I think, definitely are stretching the truth.